0: Get out your diaries because it's time to expose the untold truth behind social media management and running a business.
1: Welcome to the Social Media Diaries. We're Carly and Kirsten, social media strategists and six-figure agency owners.
0: We're not holding back as we share the lessons learned running a business, helping our clients find social media success and building winning strategies.
1: Now let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back to episode two of the Social Media Diaries. Kirsten and Carly here. Hey, guys. We're so excited to have you back. And for those of you who listened to
0: our introduction, we super appreciate the support. And to all of you guys who left a five-star rating, we love you. We are so excited that you're back. And for those of you who are brand new and haven't even listened to our introduction, we highly suggest going back and hearing a little bit of our story Also, before we dive in today's episode, which is a really juicy one, we're gonna spill lots of tea today. So definitely get out your diaries and take some good notes. Um, We do wanna just kind of give you guys some insight on what to expect on our
1: podcast. So I think something that was really important to us when we decided to do this was to have a platform that we could share more in-depth information than what we're able to share on Instagram. We give you guys little bits and pieces of information because there's only so much you can do in a swipe post or in a reel, but this is really the place that we want people to be able to come to hear the backstories of how we do things, to learn from our mistakes, to learn from our triumphs and kind of. a better idea of how social media works and what you should be doing as a business owner as a social media manager
0: when we started our business back in 2020 we started our business primarily to help small business owners who really had no idea about the world of organic social media and it's still such a new concept to so many businesses and to so many people people are very well versed in like i call it like the old school marketing you know like advertising and seo and things like that So we understand that people kind of need to go back to the drawing board and learn from step one. So this podcast really is to help those who really have no idea what they're doing, but also we are gonna have episodes that are more advanced and more expert um, level for those of you who are social media managers or maybe you do have a good understanding. It's gonna have a really nice balance, but we wanna break down the basics. We also wanna kind of discuss some controversial social media topics of like There's just a lot of misinformation out there on social media from people who claim to be social media experts. So we definitely wanna talk about some juicy topics like that to just help people really get a true understanding um, from people who've been in the industry for seven plus years. So we're really excited that you guys are here. Um, And let me tell you when I say that every episode is gonna be so value packed. And that is why we're called the Social Media Diaries because truly you're gonna need a notebook. You're gonna need something to write down every piece of information we're about to share to you. And the goal is that it's gonna help transform your business on social media. So let's go ahead and dive into the episode today.
1: So this week's episode is a topic that we get asked about all the time, and we have very much come to realize we as social media managers feel it, other social media managers feel it, but so do small business owners. So we are here to talk about burnout today and what that means to us, what that might look like to you, and what we do to kind of combat that ourselves in our own business.
0: So we're going to kind of start off and explain to you guys what burnout means to us, because I know it means a little bit different for everybody. But for me personally, burnout for myself is when I start to, I guess, get away from people, don't want to leave my house. I feel... Like I don't want to get out of my bed. I don't want to like get ready. I'm I'm, re- I'm genuinely emotionally burnt out. That's just how it affects me. I then start to lack on working on the personal things in my life, such as promote my business or do the extra step towards this goal that I had. Um, kind of you're kind of putting aside the things that aren't necessary to run your business or necessary to run your daily life um but you're avoiding those things that can then help get you to that next step and that are good for you and beneficial for you that to me is what burnout is i do experience it often i did more so i think when we first started our business but kirsten and i truly have gotten so much better at prioritizing not burning out and i think we had to because we have we're social media managers we are running so many different accounts. And it's important for us that we don't feel it because if we feel it, it's going to affect our clients and we can't let that happen.
1: Yeah. And something else that I think is really important to acknowledge when you're feeling burnt out is kind of knowing what that looks like for you. So for Carly, it feels a certain way. And for me, it's a little bit different. When I start to feel burnt out, I feel like I'm less creative. I feel like I am overworking myself to the point where I should really like step back and take a break. But it's like when that checklist feels like it's just getting bigger and it's not getting smaller. There are definitely always times in your business where that checklist is just never going to end. There's always things piling up. Um, The new year is definitely one of those times. I think everyone as business owners, feels like you get to the end of a year and you're like, okay, we have this fresh restart, but you never really get a break. And I think that's when you start to feel burnt out. So taking steps to kind of alleviate that is so, so important as a business owner, especially if you're the one in charge of your social media. If that is the thing that gets cut off the list, you are leaving so much on the table in terms of You know, getting new people into your business, growing your brand awareness. The second you stop putting effort in, you're not gonna get anything out of it. And I think our biggest goal with this episode today is to kind of teach you how to not get to the point where you walk away because it's just so overwhelming and it's too much. There is always a way to combat it, there's always a way to figure it out. We have very much figured it out. It did take a lot of trial and error, it did take a lot of time. But we have some really great tips that have worked extremely well for us to help us kind of find that balance in being business owners and being social media managers. And something else that we kind of talk about all the time, just being like normal adult human beings who have to have some sort of balance in their life.
0: Definitely in 2024, like when the year started, I don't know about you guys, but I I already like started the year feeling burnt out, which is not a good thing. Now, I quickly pivoted and changed that and I'm trying to stop that from happening just because I we have the tools that we put in place. Now, I would love to give you all the personal advice in the world and like mental health advice, but today we're here to talk about social media. So, I'm going to kind of first kind of discuss with you guys, all of our listeners, why Burnout is not good for your social media, and how it can actually either, I wouldn't say hurt your business, like, nothing, I don't want to say like negative things are going to happen, but it can keep, you know, good things from happening. So, a lot of the time in the world of social media, as a business owner, your social media sometimes gets put last for a lot of us. And even with social media managers, so Kirsten and I obviously we run our own agency page. When I start to feel burnt out, our social media page kind of gets neglected. But all of our clients come from our social media because we showcase our work, we showcase our strategies, like everything we do. So a lot of our business comes from that. So when we lack on that end, we lack inquiries, we lack new clients, we lack growth. And I know that it's the same with a lot of you guys with your industry, whatever industry you're in. We work with a lot of hair stylists um, and hair salons. And the number one thing that I see and that I hear is social media is last on their plate because they are so exhausted by the end of the day after talking to five people, five clients, having back-to-back clients, or clients in the same chair at the same time. They are just so exhausted. They don't wanna think about social media. They don't wanna worry about it. Whereas we understand, we get it. Actually, we don't get to clock out. A lot of industries do. I'm. We get home and we're working all night long, to be honest. When you become a social media manager, you just you kind of accept that in the beginning and you know that that's your life. We also have the luxury of working wherever we want. So it balances out, but we don't really get to necessarily step away from our jobs in that sense. So I this goal of this podcast is to really encourage people like that it is important and social media is important. So when you are starting to feel these feelings of burnout and if it's getting in the way of you promoting your services and promoting yourself that's when you need to kind of step back and see what is happening (laughs) what am i doing wrong but i think once you learn from us what we do with our content planning and how do we do this to avoid burnout you will have the tools that you need and hopefully you can avoid that for 2024 so we're going to go ahead and we're going to dive into how kirsten and i essentially avoid burnout but also plan appropriately without taking a ton of time and i think the biggest stigma is that people think they don't have time in when it comes to planning their social media content.
1: So the most important thing to keep in mind is your mindset. Actually, it's very easy to feel overwhelmed. It's very easy to get lost in your own thoughts and think that I don't have time to do this. I'm not capable of doing this. How am I even going to start? So I think wrapping your head around the fact that it's not that difficult and you don't need to overcomplicate things is crucial. So Sit with yourself, figure out, you know, that you need to come up with a plan. Don't let yourself just walk away from it because it seems like it's too, too difficult in the moment. Figure out how you're going to spend that time actually planning. Something that even goes back into our business as being business owners is things go wrong all the time. You can either sit and like have a breakdown about it and freak out or you can just pivot and solve the problem. So our biggest thing to do in the beginning is pivot from feeling overwhelmed and take that energy instead and turn it into how am I going to fix this? How am I going to dig myself out of the hole? And how am I going to get this done without wasting more time? I'm like,
0: I'm literally like preaching Kirsten in the background. I'm like, yes, that's our biggest pet peeve. I would say like Kirsten and I, one of, we have lots of peppies, one of our biggest.
1: Do you mean like the pity parties? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pity parties. Like, do not throw yourself a pity party ever. Like, you're wasting time. You started a business. You are so much more capable of doing things than you think. Like, take that initiative that you did in the very beginning and re implement that into your business because it's a marathon. It's not a sprint.
0: Mm -mm. That's so good. Oh, my goodness. So good. Like, I just, uh, Kirsten actually instilled that in my thinking when we started our business. I threw lots of pity parties, but I came from the corporate world. For those of you who know corporate life, you throw pity parties all day long, and everyone's throwing pity parties for themselves, and it's just a big pity party fest because that's all people do in corporate.
1: <laughs> we go cry for a little bit. Well, I don't. I don't.
0: You can cry, just work while you're crying. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Don't do it in public. <laughs> like Kirsten was saying to her point, you know, how do we then strategize so that, that I don't have time? is no longer an excuse, right? Because it really isn't, it really isn't. We're in this industry and every time I hear someone say that, I'm like, that's not an excuse, you do have time. Time is valuable, so here is how you you use it. We first start with thinking of content, right? So you need content before you start then creating content, you can't just pull from nothing. So we like to focus on B-roll content and then obviously if you're in the service industry, having client hair or if you do botox fillers facials whatever it is you do obviously having client before and after is something that you do no matter what so there's content itself that you already have but b-roll footage i'm going to break down what that is very quickly it's very simple b-roll footage is just video clips that are short like short video i mean they can be long just cut them up for your reels it's just everyday life so it's It's a video clip of you picking up your coffee, a video clip of you getting ready in the morning. Maybe it's you putting your makeup on. It's like a 10 minute long video (laughs) of you putting your makeup on, b-roll footage. It's just, it's pretty much anything and everything that you could put words over. You could um, add add it to multiple different reels. It's content that you can utilize more than once is kind of what you have to be thinking about here. Content that has a long lifespan because how exhausting is it if you're having to recreate completely new content every week. And that's where people get in that false mindset of like, oh, I don't have time for this. Well, you do have time for it. It's just, you got to be thinking of it differently. You got to switch your mindset. So just some quick examples would be, I guess I'll choose an industry to give you examples. Let's do an esthetician. You could do B-roll footage of you just setting up your camera on a tripod and you working with a client, with each and every client. So then you have a new person in every footage and it doesn't have to be close up and fancy. You can literally just find a good angle in your office space, and you can even film your entire appointment if you really want to. Um, that's B-roll footage. B-roll footage is, could be you walking into your workspace, like you walking by the camera and you know showing you in your real natural environment. Essentially, it's just taking any pieces of your day-to-day. And for those of you who don't wanna show your face, there are many ways to also not do that. So if you're a hairstylist, you could do a B-roll footage of blow drying like a close up of the blow dryer and brushing through the hair it could be you at the wash bowl and it's just showing the client's hair and like you putting a glaze on really could be anything that's the beauty of b-roll um and so essentially you want to just think about it every day as like almost like a natural instinct it shouldn't be like oh i have to set aside an hour of time and film all this content it really just should be instinct so the way to kind of get that into your daily routine um, is just by, like for someone who's not used to it, we're used to it, we don't need to do this. But it's just some tips for you guys, setting a reminder on your phone, um, maybe like every hour to be like, don't forget to start your camera or like, don't forget to hit record. Um, or it could just be every day when you're getting ready to just repeat in your mind, like, don't forget to, like, put your phone on the tripod. Sometimes it's just buying a tripod and setting it somewhere you see it. Every day when you walk into work will remind you to do it. Um, and then just one thing to keep in mind as well is you do not have to show your face. I know there's a lot of people here who don't are camera shy and you don't want to be on camera. There are so many ways to get B-roll footage. You can even not even have a human being. You could have... b-roll footage of a pretty spot in your office or b-roll footage of beautiful palm trees on the ocean like truly whatever it is there's also great websites where you can get you can actually purchase b-roll footage um if you are not confident in your video creating skills but we do try to always urge everyone to create their own organic original
1: content um so that is kind of in the mindset of creating the content. That's like the first step. So after you've created the content, then you actually have to do something with it. And this can kind of be the hardest part for people because you feel like, oh, I've I've filmed all this content. Now I have 25 videos in my camera roll. What in the world am I gonna do with them? Well, here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna sit down and figure out how many posts you wanna create. You're going to get inspiration from things you've seen on trends. And this is all the stuff we usually suggest that you do before you get the content. But if you have a really nice bank of B-roll footage and you see a trend, instead of having to worry about going and getting content for it, you already have content that you can utilize to make it fit the trend for your industry. So you're going to sit down, you're going to edit it, you're going to plan it and you're going to kind of decide when you're going to post it and what you're going to post. Now, a lot of people kind of stop there. They're like, okay, great. I have these four videos I'm going to post this week. But the problem is, is you have to have a time to post them. You have to caption them. You have to add hashtags and keywords. We always like to tell people to include this in their content batch time. So you've taken the time to now edit these videos, take 20 more minutes and draft them up in your Instagram. Add the captions, add the hashtags, add the keywords so that when you get overwhelmed during the week and that time pops up for you to post, all you have to do is hit post, share your story and engage a little bit. The more you plan ahead the less overwhelming it's going to feel down the line and as you continue to do this weekly bi-weekly monthly however much time you can set aside however much content you can get done in one sitting you're going to kind of get ahead of the game and you're not going to feel so overwhelmed by it it's not going to be a chore anymore it's just going to be upkeep and i think once you get into that upkeep point you start to feel like you're you're digging yourself out of the hole you have something to go back on. And if you don't get footage on the exact day that you thought that you were going to, you might still have content that you can post, which I think is always super helpful. There are other things that you can do to help manage your time even better. And that's utilizing platforms to help you. So there's a couple things that we really love. We use in our business. They all have different benefits to them. The first thing that is our diehard platform that we have been using pretty much since the beginning is Trello. It is amazing. You can have different boards inside of those boards. You can add people to those like individual workspaces and it's a great place for you to upload the content, have the caption, have the keywords. It essentially makes it plug and go for yourself, for your clients. Um, It's a great place to stay organized. You can comment back and forth to each other so you're not getting lost in text messages with edits and things like that. As social media managers, that's really important. But as a business owner, it's also really helpful to have a place to go back to, especially if you have somebody else inside of your business helping you so that everyone is always on the same page. A couple of other platforms that are great to utilize if you just don't have the time is Later. Um, It's great for scheduling things. Something that we always like to tell people is be aware, if you're using a scheduling platform, to A, check in on that post when it goes up because it does not always go up perfectly. Even with Instagram scheduling posts, um, things do not go up perfectly. So you need to make sure that the video posted clearly, that the cover posted correctly, that your caption's there, that your hashtags are there. Um, There is a little bit of upkeep with these things, but there's so many different platforms that you can use planly is another one that we really love we'll make sure that we have links to these all below in our episode description so that if you want to check any of them out you can
0: one thing i do want to have as a key takeaway for you guys for everyone to be able to write down and actually implement week to week as you're creating content i just thought i literally thought of this as we were speaking and and honestly i feel really damn genius because just wait till you hear it so i call this as of now five minutes ago The one one three rule. Like I just feel I try to think of things to make people remember it easily. Oh absolutely. So one one three. So write that down. Once a week, for one hour a week, create three posts. That's all you need. That's for like the minimum. So like if you're like, I don't have the time, I don't know how many posts, just do that. Just start there, start, start basic, start small. One hour a week, you just need to take one hour a week, one time a week to create three posts. And just start focusing on week at, like one week at a time. You don't need to think about the month at a time. Honestly, trends pop up overnight and tre- like change so much that you don't need to like over like stress yourself on that. I really hope no one's made that before. I hope, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, what's the word? to copyright that? I'm gonna copyright that. So just so everybody knows. So 113. One, you heard it here. But- first people freaking genius okay so i really hope that everybody really found a lot of value in this and i hope we calmed some people down because i think all i've heard so far this year with our clients and our clients employees is like i'm so burnt out i don't have time to post i don't know how you guys do this i don't know how to do this and when they talk about it they're like panicking and i'm like i know a lot of people feel this way so 2024, I mean, guys, social media is just growing more and more every day. So it's like, I don't want to put pressure on you. That's the last thing I'm trying to do. But it's like, if you're not promoting your business on social media, I mean, you truly are missing out on most incredible benefits ever. So
1: also, I think this needs to be the year of taking that panic and stress feeling and turning it into something productive. So You might have to give up that hour of watching The Bachelor on Monday nights to sit down and plan your content, but the more you put into your business and the more you put into your clients as social media managers, the more you're going to get out of it.
0: So thank you guys so much for tuning in to our second ever episode, and I surely hope it was value-packed, and I hope we definitely see you for our next one. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to The Social Media Diaries. We'll see you next week.